You know the funny thing about a reputation? And I, I'm still learning a lot about it. But, you know, reputation to me is like trust. You can destroy it in just a moment's time. And it'll take forever and a day to get it back. But, you know, we live in a age of Me Too. We live in a culture of, you know, snowflakes and safe spaces and things like that. That, you know, you can't say anything you want to say without somebody's feelings getting hurt or people getting into their feelings. Case in point of what I'm referring to is, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I introduce to you Mr. George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman is in the news again, and not for a good reason. You see, George Zimmerman is suing Democratic presidential candidates Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren over tweets that they posted on Twitter on the anniversary of what would have been Trayvon Martin's 25th birthday. Now, I'm going to read these tweets verbatim, and I want to see where the pro- I want you to see where the problem is. And um, so, I'm going to read first of all presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg's uh, tweet. These were he tweeted this on February the fifth, the same day of Trayvon Martin's birthday. And here's what he said, quote unquote. He said Trayvon Martin would have been 25 today. How many 25th birthdays have been stolen from us? By white supremacy, gun violence, prejudice, and fear. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Now, Warren, Elizabeth Warren also tweeted the same day. She Her tweet goes simply to this. My heart goes out to Sabrina Fulton and Trayvon's family and friends. He should still be with us today. We need to end gun violence and racism. And we need to build a world where all our children, especially young black boys, can grow up safe and free. Now, both of these tweets were were put on the same time as another man uh, by the name of Frederick Joseph, who he posted on his Twitter handle this. Today would have been Trayvon Martin's 25th birthday. His memory should always have a place in our hearts, and his tragedy should always have a place in our work. Hashtag happy birthday, Trayvon. Now, I want you to understand something. I've read three different tweets just a moment ago. Was George Zimmerman's name mentioned in any of these tweets? Not a single one. So, why is George Zimmerman suing both Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren for $265 million this time? That's how much this lawsuit. Now, now let's keep in mind, it wasn't even a couple of months ago that Zimmerman planned on is suing the uh, Trayvon Martin's family, uh, Benjamin Crump, the lawyer that represented uh, the family, along with uh, Sabrina Fulton, who was Trayvon's girlfriend at the time, Um, HarperCollins, which is a book publisher, for $100 million, claiming the exact same thing in that that case, what he's saying in this one, that they defamed his character, that his reputation has been ruined. Um, I almost don't want to respond to how ignorant and stupid this is, but I just couldn't let this slide and not say something. So I'm going to just be as civil as I possibly can and try to use as much restraint 
as I possibly can. But I'm just going to put it out there for you. And I hope and pray that George Zimmerman is listening somewhere in a hole or a cave or a rock that he's under. And hopefully he finds this and he listens to this. You know, and if you want to go ahead, if you want to sue me, go ahead. Because I, I for one, along with many other black people, want to give you the butt whooping that you truly deserve. Because here's the problem I have with you, Zimmerman. You claim your reputation has been ruined. You claim that your man, your credibility is, is in question because of a simple tweet that did not even mention you specifically by name. But I understand. I do understand. There are a couple of reasons why you're in your feelings. And they all go back to the very same thing from the very beginning. Number one, you realize, well, at least I hope you realized in the eight years since that you, Mr. Zimmerman, got away with murder. Not because of the evidence proved that you weren't that you were actually innocent, but the fact of a stupid law and the fact that you happen to be the right color. Okay? If you were on if you were truly, truly honest with yourself, if you were really honest, that's what your response would be. Okay, but the problem is, here's the problem. When you are a narcissistic person, you think everything is all about you. You know, every little tweet, every little post, every little anything, it's got to be about you. You got to be the vocal point. You got to be the headline. You got to be the, the focal point. You got to be the star of the show. Obviously, you didn't get enough Boy Scout cookies when you were a kid or whatever the case may be. So you got to be the big shot in this case. Okay. Now, for those of y'all who have not heard about the original cases, how this whole debacle started, let's go all the way back to 2012. Okay. And this is where George Zimmerman's name became infamous. It was the summer of 2012 when... George Zimmerman, who was a neighborhood watchman in Sanford, Florida, apparently saw a young 17-year-old Trayvon Martin coming out of a convenience store in this well-to-do affluent neighborhood in Sanford. Now, he wasn't causing no trouble. Trayvon wasn't doing anything suspicious. He just came out of the store with a bag of Skittles and a, and a sweet and an iced tea. Now, for those of y'all who don't know about neighborhood watchmen and why neighborhood watchmen are necessary, let me explain a little. Let me try to break this down real quick. Because I've lived in a few neighborhoods where there were neighborhood watchmen. In fact, the neighborhood I, ha I live in now has a neighborhood watchman. And usually homeowners associations have these neighbor people that watch the neighborhood and get to know the neighbors and things of that nature. Many times there some times that these neighborhood watchmen are happen to be law enforcement officers. Some of them are retired law enforcement. Some of them are active law enforcement that are on call to, that volunteered their time to watch the neighborhoods they live in. But the majority of the time, the people that our neighborhood watchmen are not certified police officers. 
They are not peace off. They are not certified by city, county, or state to be a peace officer. They're ordinary people like you and me. They watch their community. They care about their community. They care about the children in their community. They care about the elderly folks in their community. They care about their their little neighborhood, and they want to make sure that there's no bad elements that come in it or out of it. So they volunteer their time, their vehicles, and themselves to make sure that the neighborhoods they're in are, are safe. Now, practically every neighborhood watchman that I've known only usually carries a couple of things on them. And these are the two things that they carry 99.9% of the time. A cell phone and a walkie-talkie. They have nothing on them that is that produces lethal force. Now, sometimes you will have, they will carry some mace. Now, that depends on, of course, on the neighborhood they're watching, of course. Now, they do have some neighborhood watches in some pretty rough communities. But because they're not certified police officers and they don't have the same authority as police officers they're not allowed to carry firearms okay and they are told if they get in any kind of trouble if they see anything suspicious they see suspicious persons they are not to pursue these people that's the first thing they tell you are not to go after them you are not to pursue them you are to get on your phone call 911 and call law enforcement and have them come and fix the situation that is what George Zimmerman should have done but he did not do that he suspect he considered this young 17 year old unarmed black kid as a threat now he decided to get on his phone. He called 911. He called the police dispatcher. The dispatcher, he told the police dispatcher that he suspected a suspicious person coming through the neighborhood. Now, what did that police dispatcher tell him? She said, and I quote, that you are to stay in your vehicle. You are not to pursue this, this person. We are sending police to help you. Now, the thing that makes me, that pisses me off about the whole situation is the fact that he's crying about his little funky reputation, something that he screwed up his own self. Because had he just done what the office, this woman, this police dispatcher told him, because she, believe it or not, was, even though she is not a certified police officer, she has the same authority as one. She gave him a direct order from a, an authority. And all he had to do was obey that. Everybody would be alive today. Everything would be just fine. We wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. No. But here's the problem. George Zimmerman and... I'll, I'll, well, let me just say it like this. George Zimmerman made a decision to get out of his vehicle to pursue, this young, to pursue young Trayvon Martin. And then he decided to follow him. And then he confronted Trayvon. Now, Trayvon being a young 17-year-old, and just like any other man, if somebody just walk up on you for no reason, you're going to find out what's going on. You're going to want to know why this guy just walking up on you for no reason whatsoever because you ain't done nothing to them. And eventually a tussle took place. And then George Zimmerman pulled out his weapon and fired and killed Trayvon Martin. 
But when the court case, now that particular piece of evidence, that 911 tape was the smoking gun evidence. And to this day, I don't see how a jury of any group of people could listen to that tape and listen to the conversation that was was made between George Zimmerman and that police dispatcher and not see negligence on the part of George Zimmerman. Now, a lot of people were, were quick to say, well, maybe they shouldn't have pursued a murder charge. They should have pursued manslaughter because they would have gotten a manslaughter charge. It shouldn't matter. It should not matter whether they pursued a murder case or they pursued a manslaughter case. It doesn't make a difference. The fact is clear. George Zimmerman disobeyed a direct order from a sort of from a police officer, that police dispatcher. And because of his disobedience, Trayvon Martin is dead. How a jury could not see that, I have no clue. But a jury of his peers, all white, by the way, found George Zimmerman not guilty of murder. And the reason why is because he claimed what probably the dumbest law ever created is called the Stand Your Ground Law. Florida, along with 28 other states, have this law, including my home state of Texas. Now, for those of y'all who don't know what a Stand Your Ground defense is, it's simply this. Stand Your Ground says that if you perceive a threat, you can use lethal force to combat that threat. That's basically what the law says in no uncertain terms. It's, it's probably, there's a few other things, but that's basically what it says. If you perceive a threat or you feel threatened, you can use lethal force. But I don't see how that, that stand your ground works in this case. Because here's the thing. George Zimmerman's life wasn't threatened until he got his ass out of his vehicle. Okay. George, as long as George Zimmer, if George Zimmer would have just listened to that police dispatcher and kept his fat ass in that car, he wouldn't have felt a threat. He, his life wasn't in danger until he got out of that car and confronted Trayvon Martin. His, his life was not in danger, ladies and gentlemen. Again, how a jury could not see that, I, I just, I, I don't get it. But, well, yeah, I do. Because... We still, unfortunately, live in a culture in America where white is right. And I'm going to prove that. Because there was a similar case right before Trayvon, this case, where it was the utter reverse. It was a black woman who used to try to use the stand your ground defense against a man, a white guy, who had been following her. And he, she, she killed him. It didn't work for her. She was convicted of manslaughter and received 15 years in prison. Now, of course, after a bunch of of, 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 of pleas and lawsuits that came after it, behind it, they ended up uh, reversing it and reducing her, uh, the sentence and giving her time served. But I just that proves that you can have two similar cases in the same state and have two different results. It didn't work for her. Stand Your Ground didn't help her. It shouldn't have helped George Zimmerman either because it doesn't apply. But for some strange reason, they felt like that his life was in danger. And like I said, his life wasn't in danger till he got out of his vehicle. 
As long as he stayed in his car, his life was not in danger because, first of all, Trayvon Martin did not approach George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman approached Trayvon Martin. And I would not be so... And I don't think the word hateful would be useful in this, but I'm going to say it like this. I wouldn't have so much spite for George Zimmerman if he had, if he just would be a man and admit the fact that his negligence caused the death of their son. If he was willing to man up, you know, suck him, suck his nuts in his gut a little bit and be honest and, and, and tell the Martin, Trayvon Martin's parents, hey, I am sorry that I did I cause the death of your son through my negligence. If he was man enough to do that, then I would have a little bit more respect for George Zimmerman. I wouldn't have no problem with him saying his reputation might have been ruined. But because of your arrogance, I don't give a damn about your reputation, Zimmerman. I really don't. I, I don't care about you or your reputation because you're arrogant. Number one, you're stupid. Number two, and you're prejudiced. Number three. Okay. Because ever since, uh, since that acquit, since he was acquitted of the charters, George Zimmerman had been in court no less than three more times since then. I think one of those times was for hitting his girlfriend or punching his girlfriend or something like that. Uh, I think another time was for running from the police or something. I don't know what it was. But y'all say that, George, that Trayvon Martin was a thug. Who's a real thug here? You know what I'm saying? And in case you forget, in case you you ain't got, don't get the picture, Mr. Zimmerman, first and foremost, you're still walking around living for whatever God, for whatever God forsaken reason you're walking around. You should be on your knees thanking Jesus Christ every day that you're still alive and you're not hanging from some tree somewhere. What you don't seem to get while you worried about your little funky reputation, Trayvon Martin's parents have to suffer, are suffering today. And they've been suffering for the last eight years because their son is not here. Here, their son should be have graduated from high school, should have graduated from college, should have been in the military, should have had his prom, his first kiss, should have probably been married, had kids of their own. Does he have that right now? Hell no, because he's dead. And every birthday, every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every New Year is a reminder. To that family, that one, their son's dead, and number two, that their killer, that his killer is walking free, wreaking havoc all over the country. <laughs> then you had the unmitigated gall to file a lawsuit against the parents. It was bad enough you took their son, now you want to sue him for money too. That's why I don't have no love for you, Zimmerman. I don't hate you, but I don't have no love for you because you're stupid. You know, and you prove your stupidity with every time you are in the news. You just prove yourself to be more and more and more stupid. Now you decide to file another ridiculous lawsuit for tweets that were tweeted by two presidential candidates that had absolutely nothing to do with you that did not even mention you by name. But you felt threatened. You felt your little reputation was ruined. You know what I think it is? I think it's guilt. 
I think it's I think you're realizing that deep down in your heart, you murdered this kid and you got away with it. But you're, you can't live with yourself. You can't deal with it. It's eating you up inside and it's destroying you. And now you just want to destroy as many people as you possibly can. So, and I, I just don't know what, I mean, you know, I'm just curious what kind of jackass as an attorney would take your cases and, and see any kind of merit in it. You know, defamation of character. They didn't defame your character. You did. They didn't destroy your reputation. You did. You can't blame your if your reputation is ruined, if your character is defamed, you know, the blame lies in you. It is not with Trayvon's parents, it's not with Safrina Fulton, it's not with Benjamin Crump, it's not with Peter Boutrig or Elizabeth Warren, anybody else. If you want to know where the blame lies, look in the mirror. And I know that's hard for you to do, Mr. Zimmerman, but go ahead and look at it. Because that's where the blame is. That's where the problem is. And if you're willing to do that, then you'll understand and see the grief that you've caused over the last eight years. And every time you appear in the news, every time you pop up somewhere, you get more and more and more grief. And it's always a reminder to the Martins that you just proved that their son's life didn't matter. That's why the Black Lives Matter movement was started, was because of you. And with every case that came along, from Sandra Bland to Tamir Rice to Alton Sterling to Eric Garner, uh, Terrence Crutcher, Philando Castile, the Central Park Five, we can go on and on and on and on and on. We just proved that the movements are needed. It is, ne is necessary because people like you still walk around on the earth. Still acting foolish, living foolish, doing stupid things. Like, I think you try to sell the gun that you used to kill Trayvon Martin, try to make money. If you're that desperate for money, gentlemen, go find a job. You know, dig a ditch. You know what I'm saying? Be, do some man. Do something that men would do. Go dig a ditch. Work at Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? Do construction. You know, pick up dog poop, something. You know, if you that desperate for money, oh hell, be a gigolo if you got to. You know, if if, if money if money if, if times are tough and, and money's tight, you know, go on Craigslist, go on Facebook. Uh, they got jobs. Filing all these ridiculous lawsuits and doing all this stuff only makes you a bigger asshole than you already are. And you are an asshole, Zimmerman. That's right. You are an asshole. I said that. Now, if you got a problem with me saying, calling you an asshole, come down here to Houston and meet me. That's all you got to do. Come on down here and face me, which you ain't going to do because you're a coward. And you prove it with every little, little ignorant, foolish stunt that you pull. You prove that you are a coward. And you also prove that I, what I do is necessary. To expose clowns like you. And to keep y'all on blast. And yes, I'm putting you on blast. You wanna see me? If you wanna you wanna try to sue me, fine. I'll see you in court. Cause you sure as hell don't want to see me on the street. But anyway, we'll see where this goes too. Which I don't see it going anywhere any anyway.
just like that other lawsuit ain't going nowhere because I don't think there's a judge with a dog's brain that's going to waste their time with this. But I will just see what happens. But anyway, that's my little two cents word. That's my Thursday throw it off. Follow me on Instagram at Rugrat71, on Twitter at WhoisRugrat. You know, I'm getting to work, y'all. It's going to be on this year. Catch me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be big. Big Mel, who is Rugrat. Peace.